In we come. Yeah, all right. Here we go. We're back. We're back. Hola. <sighs> Not feel good people. Hello, sisters. Uh, fucking A. How's, How's it going? going? Oh, fuck. Jinx, dude. Uh, good, good. Uh, huge weight off my shoulders because I finally got the album done. It's part of why the podcast hasn't been uploading at all. Yeah. It's been working my bag off and finishing the album and it's been a year and a half of like not even a year and a half of work because it's just in order to work on the album i need to be able to just sit and do it and i haven't had time to really it's like work and then you know you're either with the band i'm like preparing for a gig or writing new stuff in order to work on the mix yeah, you've been I, pretty busy. I had to put like everything to a halt in order to work on it you know yeah, so yeah, you like, gotta carve across a lot of time to really get in there. And to get the groove going too when you're doing anything like editing and stuff like yeah. that. It takes a while to get into that flow state. I can't imagine. I know how tedious doing this album is. It's just audio files mm-hmm. and like working with the audio. I can't imagine how fucking tedious film editing is. Yeah. It's I Yeah, I don't enjoy a lot it. of moving moving parts. Yeah, right? It's just not No. Would would you Okay, say you you hit big and you're making like big films. You have mm-hmm. an editor in your dream world. Yeah, absolutely. You got an editor who's just like kind of knows what you like and can get get it roughly there, and then you could get in there and. Uh no, we go through the edit together. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's doing all the actual grunt work of like hitting the keys and making the cuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he just really has to know how to work a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For me, it's like there's so many things where I'm sure I could just look up. Like a shortcut. I don't know right. what that is. I'm sure I could look up a quick command or shortcut, but mm-hmm. I just don't. I'm just like, well, this is how I know how to do it. And I'm so yeah. scared with quick commands because it always feels like when you use a quick command, I'm like, what if I accidentally hit one key to the left and all of a sudden you're doing a quick command for a completely different thing and you're going to fuck something up? Yeah. The amount of times I've accidentally done that without using quick commands where I've hit a button and then a menu pops up on the on the interface and I'm just like, yeah, that's another thing. Once you have a system, it's hard to break that system. Yeah. How you do it. But yeah, the actual songs are Yeah, it gets into done. like, oh, I just like doing it this way. This is how I know how to do it. Yeah. Even though there's way... I know there's things... I could probably improve my efficiency by like quite... As far as saving time. You know, there's a couple of things where I'm like... If I want to find, say, the end of a track, I just have to take my mouse and scroll all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a quick command that'll just oh, take yeah. you right to the last... Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's one of the arrows. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you press right arrow or something like that. Yeah, or it's like command something. It's usually it's two buttons. Usually, even working rewinds. I mean, I always use stuff like that. Like working rewinds, I'll just use the uh, the arrow keys Mm -hmm. on a computer or stuff. Just go back ten seconds or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Or like if I'm uh, trying to if I'm watching a podcast on YouTube. I'll try to like burn through the commercials by hitting skip 15 instead of scrolling. <laughs> I'll just hit yeah. skip 15 Arnie, times. You crazy girl. She even took the batteries out of the mouse. Um, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So I like shortcuts like that. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's done. I can like literally enjoy the rest of my summer and the rest of my time off. Yeah. Now comes the fun part of the album too. Yeah. Absolutely. Doing all the ancillary stuff. Yeah, for sure. Taking photos. And yeah, exactly. We actually have uh, Mark, because for those who don't know, um, Mark Chuck, our keyboard player, is all over the album. Such a huge part of the album. 
moved to Abbotsford. And we're, excuse me, we're getting him back on the 11th for a week. So that's when we're going to like definitely do a photo shoot. And then after that, it's just like whenever we feel like releasing it. DistroKid, the program we use, has like a setting where you can set a release to so you can upload everything beforehand. Killer. And then it'll just everything will upload. Like, same nice. day. Yeah. I imagine a release party. Maybe. I don't album know, release man. show. You're not going to do an album release show? Uh, You're not going to promote your own shit, man? It's not even that. It's just like, I don't want to put a show together. Well, you uh, get someone like else to try to put the, the show ass, together. And then... Uh, well, that's the thing, like, that feels weird, too, because it's like getting someone else put together my own album release show. I don't know. It's your music, though. You got to do stuff like that. I know, but it's like, we don't even, it's just a lot, and it's like, I don't even know how many people would come to the album release party. Right. I don't so know. just don't have one? Maybe. But maybe we do. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just being like... If it's your own music, you definitely got to celebrate when your own music comes out. You got to advertise it. But it's like, it. Where, where would we do a show? And then it's like, where... Oh, fuck it, man. A lot of big bands just did shows for no one when their album released. No, but I literally mean where. Oh. I literally mean, like, location. Like, I don't even know where we'd... K-Pac's too big of a venue to do something like that. And it's like, but that costs could... money. Right. That costs like a grand to rent out that theater for the night. But don't you want your album released to have something with it? Don't you want? I do. Wouldn't it just feel like I a do? Shot but then when the I fade? think about all the legwork that goes into it, I get incredibly exhausted just thinking about it. Yeah, it's just like that whole like get someone else to put the show together. It's like that's not going to happen. If you want to put together a show for album release, it's going to be uh, it's going to be on me. It's not like Daryl and Aaron are just not going to want to get into the minutia of it. And it's all going to end up just falling on my shoulders. And I just, after spending a year and a half trying to get this album done. Well, if anyone's listening, let's get something. We can't let this album just be, you work too hard on it to just be a pitter in the wind. There's got to be some sort of release to it. Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think, like, honestly, like, I wish, like, Iron Relics was still open. Like, a sm- those small showcase clubs were, like the way to do it yeah like i loved just small not a bike i don't want to do it in a bar that's the thing if i do it in a bar it's just gonna be a fucking mess no one's gonna give a shit because mm-hmm. it's at a bar and then people want to hear cover bands at bars that's one thing i've noticed i like doing these shows that are kind of like like doing playing k-pack playing k-pack theater where people like literally come to hear like original music listen to music yeah versus like just listening to a band play a cover of a song I mean, this is like, this goes into my long documented frustration with just local music scenes in general. Yeah. A lot of times you have like a blue collar audience sure. who just doesn't want to hear your original stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you got to put it like, sure. Iron Relics is great because it was like a small, it was like the size, it was like half the size of um, Rockwell's maybe. About half, like literally. Oh yeah, I'd say like a quarter, maybe. Yeah, and it was just tiny enough to where it felt intimate. Like only, only honestly, the only place where it could have worked bar wise probably would have been Rolla, because Rolla is small enough, and they actually garnered an audience. Somehow they garnered, as even for a bar, they garnered an audience that wasn't just like a cover band audience. Right. They they managed to like get people in who actually give a fuck about original music, but. So it's like all the bars are out. K-Pack, the theater's too big. 
Yeah, I don't know. And we just played K-Pack, and it would be a big... It'd be expensive. The well, theater's well, expensive to rent. Think about the logistics off mic. But I feel like you should have something. Well, that's the thing. I, that See, this is all that's going through my head when I think about shows. Like, this boring, exhausting but bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, you know? that's part of your album release. It's your career. I guess, but... I, not I guess. It is, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if there's a right way to do it in Dawson, really. Uh, no. Maybe like a house party kind of thing. Like, Yeah, just have something. But it's something. like, where's the house... It's a million different things. Something to make it feel Daryl's, like you ooh. just released something. You, you know? could do like what's his name, like Matthew's Park. Because I something. think I think I feel like it'll just feel anticlimactic for you if you just throw it up online and be like, "It's out." Yeah, ah. we did it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're sitting there, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's got to be some sort of premiere. Listen to the album. Have an album listening party. Even uh, throw it on in the background, you know. Even um, what was it? Like this Try to plan it for like when Marchuk's there, so we just like literally rush the album art, get it done within a couple days. Yeah, and definitely. Try to do with Marchuk. This is a there. piece of work that's being released. You know, yeah. Artists have galas, films have premieres, music have listening parties or album release parties. Yeah. Album release parties are mostly just people in a room listening to the album. I feel like most of the time. Well, all the album release parties I've been to have been like shows. It's like the band playing. The Whenever album. I see rappers' album release parties, oh, they're just. Partying and listening to the album? Yeah. Oh. Big time. Well, yeah, maybe that. That seems a lot more doable, but I don't know. It's just yeah. like, I don't even want to. I just finished it. I just like the idea of planning all this a comes thing, next. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, like, there's a part of me that does just want to like put it all out tomorrow so I can just be done with it. So maybe you're talking. <laughs> so like, so I just don't. I don't have to think about it anymore. The audience is not getting excited. Uh, about no, this. I just like. Well, it's like the truth, so up in the air. The truth about doing something like anything, like okay, like when you're editing something, when you're putting a video together, so you're putting like one of like a music video together for right. or whatever. By the time you're finished the edit. Are you just absolutely still as stoked on it as you were the second you started it? No, but know? if I'm on a podcast, you got to kind of sell it a little bit. Yeah. It's your piece of work that you're selling. So you got to pump them up a little bit and not be like, I'm tired I'll of this. You do that. I'm done with <laughs> it. You've heard it. You, you can still like it. It sounds great. It sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. And it's I up did, in the air if there'll be a release party. So everyone, hold tight. Unless you want to have a release party out there, you want to throw one, do something. Yeah. I think honestly, like maybe I forgot that Daryl. This is going to be album out of town. We might be able to do something out there. This is going to be album of the decade. Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, you've heard it. You've heard the final mixes and stuff. You've heard the end product. Yeah, it sounds really good. Honestly, it sounds really good. Oh, thanks, man. Then it's always like, because I, I sent, uh, I sent the album out to be listened to just by the band members and stuff and a couple mm-hmm. other people. It got leaked. It got leaked. I leaked it. <laughs> and uh, no, it was Dan. Dan leaked it. Son of a bitch. Uh, I won't say who, but someone came back with just like, I, it's one of those things where you're like, I send it out. I'm like, hey, if anything sticks out, let me know. Mm-hmm. It's like bad or whatever, just because I haven't listened to it on every single system, you know. Right. And there's still we're still in a phase where I can make small tweaks. <laughs> and but then someone's. Someone's acquaint- a friend came back with just like the bunkest 
suge- just like suggestions where I'm like, ah, the, you could tell they don't really. It wasn't even. Oh, it would be no. one thing if it was a band member, but it was someone <laughs> closely affiliated with a band member. <laughs> and I'm just like, and they were like, uh, like as they were like listen are going to listen to it, they're like, oh, I can. You know, I've always wanted to be a music producer, and then. And then they're all like, That's a bad and then start. they're just started giving mixing notes like, oh, the bass is too loud. Uh, oh, and then the the bit, the one that I thought was really funny was, uh, you know, Brain's voice isn't as high in the mix as it should be. It should be more forward. And then the next note, was, I don't really like Brain's voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, which one is it? God you gotta, it. you really gotta pick a fucking lane. When you start with, I've always wanted to be a music producer. You're putting yourself out there as a fool. And also, like, as far as mixing... No, I know, just, I mean, on a personal level, (laughs) as a person, you're putting yourself there as a fool. (laughs) You're putting yourself out there as a fucking, as a clown. I mean, I don't know who this person is. I could be very... Yeah, you genuinely don't. You know them, but you don't know who I'm talking about right now. Yeah. You look like a fool saying something like that. (laughs) Saying, I've always wanted to be a music producer. this is all... I've heard this all secondhand. It wasn't the person saying this to me. Right. This is the what was recalled to me, I guess, by someone else. Right. So I don't... If those were the exact words, I don't know. But that's I, what I heard. I couldn't think of an easier job to fake than music producer. Well, think, like Rick Rubin, who's considered the, one of the best producers of all time. And then I saw an interview with him, and he's like, he doesn't know how to do any of this shit. He doesn't know how to engineer. He doesn't know how to do any of it. He's just purely... Um, he's just purely like, uh, I don't know. I don't really like it. Do it again. Yeah. But it's like... Purely it's like, like the head in, honcho doesn't know have any technical like ability. Like purely input. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just like, I'm do, you need to do another take of that. Or that needs to be faster. Or that needs to be slower. Like, and it's just like, if that's like what the best in the world does... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've heard Jack Antonoff. His songs fucking suck. He's a shitty producer. And I hope that gets back to him. Yeah. I like Jack, kind of. You like Jack Antonoff? I really like Fun. I think the, I think the band Fun's a really oh, good band. Oh, I don't band. like Fun. Yeah. I, that album, that first album's really good, I think. Yeah. Um, With the song about 9-11. There's a song about 9-11 on there? Oh, no. I'm thinking about his band before that. Sorry. I thought oh, you were talking about... Yeah, a band before Fun. I thought yeah. you broke on the scene. Oh, I know fun. fun. Yeah, Fun. Fun's like... Oh, yeah, I know Fun. Carry With- on... Some nights. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I wasn't thinking about fun. I was thinking about, what was this band before that? Steel Skies or something like that. Steel Skies. And they had a really weird song about 9-11, really pretentious song. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, Jack Adhoff does seem super pretentious. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. He seems like, like an annoying music nerd. Definitely. Um, Who are you talking about? Oh, the friend. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just like. Uh, and it feels weird because I uh, put that out there as like, uh, hey, if you guys notice anything, let me know. But then I also just want to be like, well, don't tell me that. I almost think the person that was telling the man member that, like the affiliated person we're talking about, I'm like, you shouldn't have said that to him. You should even if you had those mm-hmm. thoughts, you should have just kept. You're, it wasn't their role necessarily also, to insert their opinion like that. Also. Uh, like if, if when I show sometimes not this album actually I showed dad this my dad this album he really liked it but there's been times where I've showed dad previous recordings he's like yeah I don't like it I'm like just lie to me I'm your fucking son like just say it's good <laughs> like I don't need like I like there's certain people that I just there's it, it sounds very hypocritical but there's just people that I can take a note from and there's people that I can't well if you're trying to give quality feedback to like saying you don't like your voice is like well there's nothing 
Yeah. There's nothing you can then do about that. Then I guess I shouldn't that. have sang it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> you can do about that. Like, that's not really good feedback. And then one of, her, one of their notes was like, uh, this instrument's way too loud. And the instrument was the instrument of the person they're affiliated with. Oh, okay. Like, they play that instrument on the album, and they're telling them that their thing is too loud. Right. And they're like, I like it. <laughs> I, I like where my level is in the mix. But people also don't understand like how different mixes sound on different... Like Even professional mixes do sound radically different depending on where you go. Does it ever worry like you? With Bluetooth speaker, headphones, big stereo. All that stuff makes a massive difference. Does mainstream success ever scare you um, in terms of the amount of uh, feedback, negative feedback that well, comes was, with it? That was my other point I was about to make. Is like, I'm putting it, but then, then again, I'm putting this album out. I'm just going to get... I got to get used to shit like that. Yes. People Everyone are, has to get used to it. Yeah, people are going, going to like tell that. you how you should and shouldn't do the thing that you've been slaving over. And it's just like... They'll just be nasty for no reason, some people. <laughs> They'll be nasty for the fun of being nasty. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll be like... Nasty little bitches out there. Yeah. Yeah, like when you think about, say, just some of the people that you know or like podcasts you listen, not even music. And yeah. just the stuff that gets thrown around in their comment section and stuff like that. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to be Brendan Schaub, to actually be Brendan Schaub <laughs> and have all of that directed at you. Every little thing you say or do would be a nightmare. It'd it would a, suck. It's, uh, I saw a thing on the Fire in the Keep subreddit, and they have the same numbers now as the Nirvana subreddit. Like, there's as much people into Nirvana to join the Reddit as there is people who hate Brendan Schaub. That's awesome. It's fucking great. Uh, yeah, exactly. To be yeah, to be Shaw would be a fucking nightmare. But I also he makes it so hard to feel bad for him. Oh yeah, he oh, just is time. the worst all the time. It's so fun. Yeah, I don't wish him any ill will. It's just so fun to hate him. He's just such a big. I kind of do. I, I get really emotionally wrapped up in my hate, and I'm like, something really bad happened to him. I don't think I'd feel bad. Which is fucked up. It's a fucked up opinion to have. Like, right. It's weird to feel that way about someone I've never met, who's never met me. Yeah, I wouldn't want him but to I die. Just, uh, yeah? No? <laughs> no. Uh, I wouldn't feel bad, but I would definitely... Yeah, I wouldn't... I'd prefer it not to happen. I'd be good with him living the rest of his life happy. You would? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's why I think that's where my anger becomes unhealthy. Right. Where I'm just like, God, I wouldn't. If something bad happened to Brendan Schaub, comedian, by the way, for people, Brendan Schaub's a comedian who has a big, wide hate follow. Like, people hate follow him. And he was in. Pick, nitpick every single one of the guys, Rogan, kind of. Yeah, bumped up. Bumped up. Yeah, exactly. And he sort of has a comedy career because Rogan gave it to him. And now he does a show with. Uh, Delia, Chris Delia, Chris Delia, Chris yes. Delia, yeah, that he does a show with now, and yeah. Brian Callen has always been his co-host, who also has tons of rape accusations. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you go on the sub, it's just so fucking funny because he is such a goofball and he's just he fucks up <laughs> constantly, and he's just, he has like he's, disgusting habits, like he has nicotine pouches. Yeah, he but dips, he's like, and then he just throws them on the ground. Also like the a studio. mean guy, like an asshole. Yeah. It's not like it's it's all warranted. You're right. Like it's not like he's a good guy. He's an asshole. That's yes. why it's all funny. Because yeah. he'll he'll like try to be a cocky dickhead and just say something come just a buffoonish. Um, 
And it's hilarious. But no, yeah. I, I wish him. I wouldn't say I wish him well, but yeah, take care. <laughs> You're like, ah, I'm going a little far with wishing well. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Take care. Oh, man. I'm so. I was burning the candle at both ends all fucking weekend. But to end that, uh, I'm also. I also. Feedback scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm just like, I just worked on it. Can you just. Like, I just want it to be. I almost think, like, that's the way it should be. If it sucks, then it's kind of on you. Can I get my record deal already? <laughs> was he, I just like. <laughs> no, I get you. I don't know, man. I'm just like. It's hard. It's hard to like sit there and work on like listening to a fucking song over and over again to keep that momentum up. Yeah, and that excitement and like and then honestly, maybe one of the times I got most pumped is when I finished the mix and then on f- this Friday I showed the guys the finished mix and we we're just sitting living with it and it was so fun. Hell yeah. We're sitting there singing along to the songs. It was so it was just like that was kind of to me that was the listening party. That's that was what like it's the all big about. Payoff, you know, like, yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's really all about making yourself happy. Exactly. Um, but you do want other people to listen to it, and that yeah, sucks. of course, it's you want really as many people as you can to listen to it and like those it and stuff. barriers. Yeah, really suck. Yeah, and I send a couple people who haven't gotten back to me yet who are like good at mixing. Also, like self promotion. So yeah, self- like, I don't, like even that. That's it, it's the thing I'm the worst at is self promotion. I'm too like I can't put on like a, a mask and, and be like like or just now where I'm like I don't know I'm just so exhausted I don't want to have a record release party <laughs> like I can't fake that energy you know like yeah you got to sell it yeah it's tough yeah. it's because it feels so douchey too to be like does to be like, this like is patting so yourself good. on the back yeah, yeah yeah exactly like i can't i don't have that in me you know yeah. like and it's like you're gonna have to work on it yeah yeah i guess so a little bit i mean yes not definitely, much i guess so i but. mean some musicians also don't sell themselves but like a little a little bit you have to there right? has to be a little bit to at least get into the mix right yeah exactly because if you don't if you don't stand up for your shit no one will yeah but you don't have to be uh like Gene Simmons. Yeah, dude. I remember, uh, I think I've told the story before, but it's so fucking ridiculous. Gene, so Gene Simmons in like a, I think it was during COVID, and he was doing like a Zoom interview. <laughs> and he's just, a he's wearing hat? like a baseball hat that just had a money sign on the, on the hat. <laughs> like, like someone has like a sports team or a band name. He's just like, I'm just a fan of money. <laughs> That's almost... That's, That's almost so fucking awful. I almost love it. It goes all the way around to being hilarious, you know? Money hat? That's hilarious. Oh, fuck. Did you see? Uh, I was watching. Someone posted just like uh, a small clip of like those awful actors. Have you watched those actors' roundtables? Like the. Uh, oh, you like the. Uh, what variety mag- is a variety? I think it's a variety, right? And sometimes they just like I've seen a few. Yeah, will they do directors too and stuff like that? Yes, they'll do directors, yeah. actors, and it's just like some of them can be just so bad. Like you really get to see like how people how act. awful really good actors truly are. Like how little of yourself you get to hold on to. Yeah, and how they want to act around their peers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're so just like, and then I remember uh, I was seeing one with uh, it was an Oscar actor 
Oscar nominated actors roundtable. It was the most recent one, and I, I feel like it's broken. Was that with Brendan Fraser? No, I don't, oh, no. maybe it was there. I, maybe maybe it was. Actually, it probably was. I'm trying to. I think Adam Devine was there. No, Adam Devine. Sandler. No, at a uh, Star Wars, Kylo Ren. Oh, pointing at my nose because he's got a yeah. big old honker. You're close. It is close to Adam Devine. Adam Driver. Driver. Adam yes. Driver was there. I think. I can't remember, but it was just a lot of like high profile actors, and then they just had short round because it was uh, <laughs> what that movie was up. Right, I think that was the Brendan Fraser year. Okay, and it's just like these actors are just going back and forth, and then they'll try to like they're kind of treating him like uh, like it's gym class, and he's the slow kid, and don't, and they're like <laughs> actually I remember this quite when I was a kid. There's this really robust kid. Fuck it, named Sean. Sean was like just a big, he was a big fat kid. Yeah. So was I, but he was the biggest one. Yeah. And uh, he's really shy. So they, you know, dogly have the balls lined up in the center, and then the kids, everyone runs at it. Right. Him. Yeah. I remember the teacher. Brought back some good memories. That's yeah. classic. The run to the ball. That was, there's nothing more I exciting than the running to the ball. And well, then I never tried because I knew I was never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't try to run too hard because uh, I knew I wasn't going to get there. I feel like I've done that move a few times. And in my mind, I'm, I was playing like, I'm like the general. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like, like immediately go defense. Like I immediately wait yeah, to catch a ball. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm, but not, no, I'm not making it to one of those yeah, first like, balls. Instead so of being I'm like, I'm not fast enough, you're like, I'm actually strategically minded. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to humiliate myself by running <laughs> in front of yeah, these people. <laughs> But I remember to combat the thing with Sean, the teacher would be like, all right, everyone, stop. And he would let Sean just slowly walk up and grab a oh, ball. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, no. Which is like, it, I never thought of it this way at the time, but what a gigantically fucked up thing to do. Oh, that's awful. That's fucking cruel. And it was like, he would slowly walk up, and the second he picked up the ball, that's when everyone got to run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Fucked up. Yeah. He'd do like a slow little saunter. Oh, no. Yeah. He was like, he's actually my best friend for a while. Good we guy? Like, I can't remember. It was so, so long ago. I don't remember what he was like. I remember he was shy. I remember he had the best toys. He always toys. Oh, yeah. Were, he had. Um, That's good. I'm glad he had something. He had the me- like the Megazord where it's like he had to buy like five- all the Power Rangers. Oh, you had to buy all the separate figures. Yeah, and, and then you it? could like clink them together and make the That's big sick. And that that was a cool toy. Yeah. That was like, and it was huge too. It was like probably like this big when it was all put together. That's sick. Like, like for the like audience, I'm holding up like it's it'd probably- be like to scale with the characters. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, so it was the best. But anyways, going back to my thing, short round, they're kind of treating short round like Sean in the actor's table. <laughs> Waiting him to grab the dodgeball. Like, they're just, like, trying to t- toss in these, like, actory questions, and I feel like every time they cut to short round, he's like, I just, so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I'm so talented. I love you so much. I'm so happy to be here. He wouldn't even, like, answer their questions or anything. He's like, I just can't believe I'm here. <laughs> He comes off as a fucking foreign tourist. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It comes off like a fan who won an opportunity to join them on the actors like the round table. And they're just looking at him and smiling and <laughs> yeah, nodding. And 
dude, I thought you were amazing in Goonies. <laughs> Unreal. What a, what a, you know, doing their act three. What a tremendous performance right. at that age. Yeah, it's like, what are they going to talk to Brendan Fraser about? We just watched The Mummy. We watched The Mummy. Great, fun-ass action movie. Yes. What the fuck are you going to... He's not John Cazal, man. That's, that was the weird thing about Fraser's return, is everyone was being like... I feel like it was just... Everyone got caught up in the uh, nostalgia of Brendan Fraser acting, I guess. Yeah. That they're like... One of the greats has come back. They act like as if De Niro quit after Raging Bull. He yeah. quit and got fat. Yeah, and came back twenty years later, fat De Niro. Totally, totally. They acted lonely, like <laughs> like with Keanu, like yeah. treating him like he's an amazing actor. Keanu. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he go. He was one of those actors that got made fun of for being a bad actor. Yes. For years. Yes, 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 absolutely. And Brendan Fraser's just like, he was in Monkey he played, Bone. He played, I was thinking about it, the, he just played hot dumb guys. Mm-hmm. He was the hot dumb guy. Yeah. Blast from the past. He's hot, and they almost, you know, they give him like a... Like an explanation, They're like he's dumb because he's been underground for the last since the 1950s or yeah, whatever. That's fu- yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Encino Man. Encino Man. He's dumb because he's a caveman. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good reason. <laughs> yeah, he's dumb old caveman. He's a fucking caveman. What George of the Jungle. Dumb uh, Jungle Man. Boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. What else is he dumb in? Um, he's kind of dumb and bedazzled. He's more naive. No, he's kind of a narcissist, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he wants true love, but he's also naive, too, because he keeps asking for more wishes. And by the second time, you'll realize that everything's (laughs) going to turn around on him if he's not specific. But he keeps asking for wishes. He keeps thinking, like, well, what if I was a basketball player? Yeah. Oh, I want to be a basketball player. Uh, What else? Trying to think. He's just the dumb haunt guy in everything. Airheads. Airheads, dumb musician. <laughs> yeah, just a dumb like he's he just plays dumb haunt, which is funny because that's very similar to the beginning of Keanu's career or McConaughey. Yeah, 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 totally. Who, but he but, never, who proved himself later on. Yeah, totally. And I feel like maybe Brennan's trying to do that now, but people yeah. are acting like he was always that, and he wasn't always that. No, come he on. didn't have like a true detective like turn. Although apparently, the opening to the movie The Whale opens with him just fervishly masturbating to gay porn. <laughs> really? Just like giving it his all, like grunting and shit. I haven't heard good things about the whale. I can't do it. As a fat guy, I can't watch a movie about a guy being fat. Like I like It just makes me uncomfortable. Like people It makes me I can feel my gut and stuff, you know what I mean? And right. I'm just like it's like when you're too full and you feel how full you are and how awful that makes you feel. I feel like I feel like that throughout the entirety of the whale. It's it's funny because I haven't like serious reviews. People going into it like it's serious movie. I haven't heard that much good things about it of it being like actually like a good movie. Which did it is win funny. any of the Oscars? I was nominated for. Yeah, Brendan won. He did. <laughs> yeah, he won best uh, actor. Yeah. Holy shit, Brendan won best actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> I always knew you had. It, <laughs> Holy shit, congrats. Um. But yeah, they all say it's just really weird and almost just like gratuitous. Like he's just like, it's almost like too much. Like he's just chomping chicken like a madman. And 
Oh, I can't watch a fat guy eat like that. It just like it comes it fucking off as, bums me out. I get too bummed out. Like so much that it almost comes off as funny. Like you almost got to laugh at it. It's just like it's ridiculous. Just choking and shit. Yeah, what was it? Uh, Robbie Goodwin, comedian, had a great tweets. Like the whale reads like like a parody trailer that would be at the beginning of Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. This <laughs> like, is perfect. It's just like an archetype of a movie. Yeah. White Precious, dude. It's White Precious. Yeah. See, Precious is one of those movies I don't want to watch because it's so sad. Yeah, I can't do. I, I heard I, about I have the a dad rough time with Oscar Beatty torture, drama torture, or whatever. Right. You know yeah. what I mean, like, it feels like it's trauma sad porn. movies. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. It's trauma porn. Yeah, There's I just, just remember like the dad. Sad the scene where the dad's about to uh, go in and rape her, and he goes Jesus and grabs God. some butter and puts it on the pan kind of melts the butter first and <laughs> takes it into the bedroom this is horrible <laughs> oh my god yeah oh jesus fucking cra- yeah see like i can't i can watch like fun violence all day that's oh, everyone yeah oh yeah? yeah absolutely like a quentin tarantino movie or something like that but from something like that just feels too just gives you a fucking awful feeling yeah, it's hard to watch Michael Haneke for. Oh, is that Michael Haneke? No, no, I was just using him as an example. Uh, okay, is Haneke the guy who did uh, Benny's video? Uh, and I was thinking of the Michael Pitt movie, Funny Games. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah it's a tough one. That's Haneke. Um, but yeah, but anyways, back. Okay, so. Back to the roundtable. The other great oh, yes. roundtable clip I saw, it was just a clip on Reddit someone took out, was uh, they did a very recent one, Danny McBride was on it. Okay, cool. And he uh, he said at one point in time, Kanye reached out to him because he wanted to meet for some... I don't know if this is like Nazi Kanye or... He didn't specify what era of Kanye. Right. But Kanye approached him, he's like, I want to make a biopic of my life. And I want you to play me. <laughs> <laughs> you want Danny McBride to play him? <laughs> what a great twist. No one would see it coming. That's awesome. I'd go see that in a heartbeat. Dan- <laughs> Danny McBride in black with full tropic thunder. Yeah, he's in blackface. <laughs> uh, we've been watching a lot of McBride lately. We just finished Vice Principles. Vice Principles is so good, right? Gemstones just started. Yeah, Vice Principles is great. Vice Principals is really funny. What's the who's the actor that plays opposite Danny McBride in Vice Principals? Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. What? Him and Danny McBride make such a perfect. Oh, they're awesome. They play off each other so perfectly. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Oh, fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Walton Goggins really had a successful past like ten years, five years. Yeah. Where was he? Like Quentin used Quentin them. Quentin used them. And yeah. Django. Was he? He's in a bunch of stuff. I confused him with. Uh, for a long time with an Arquette. Like the Arquette that went trans. Oh, really? I thought it was the same person for some reason. Huh. Try, I, feel, I feel like they have similar facial. He's not an Arquette at all, right? Have. Walton Goggins? No, no. No, no. Not that I think, no. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He was in Quentin. I feel like he was also in a bunch of, like, another prestigious movie of some sort. Seen in a few things, yeah. Yeah. But he's so good. Like, he plays comedy so well. And against. Opposite oh, Dan McBride, those yeah. guys are fucking incredible. Baby Billy's like the best character. Yeah, in uh, Righteous Gemstones, yeah. Billy Bible, Billy Billy Baby's Bible Bonkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. His little pregnant wife, <laughs> <laughs> a little redhead girl. Uh, 
Yeah, that show's awesome. Fuck, yeah. we watched so much TV shows. That's ridiculous. We're yeah, so over, the, over the past, since our last episode, which is still, I think part of also, like, I was just busy. Right. But I was also, like, just so happy with our last app that i'm like i don't it's just like was the last step the one with the prank call yeah we didn't do one after that no not at all last time we recorded was before succession what uh, yeah it's been like three four months easy really so we didn't even talk about succession no wow holy shit no we didn't we didn't know what happens in succession at all which okay let's address that at one, the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to the last episode. That's the one I'd almost recommend over any other one right now. It's my favorite, current favorite one. of the bunch. And uh, I ended up getting this telemarketer to talk. I, I, I basically talked him out of selling me over the course of like an hour or whatever. Rope doped him. Yeah. Tired him out. <laughs> in, the middle, in the middle, I got him just talking about TV shows he likes. He loves Succession. And I remember uh, literally something he said, and this aired before Succession, the last season of Succession got released. I remember he was like, uh, I was like, I said something along the lines of, oh, it's bad. I'm glad that they're ending it on their own terms. They're not just getting canceled. You know, they get a set ending. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, like it just ends with like Rogue and Logan Roy dying or something like that. Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. And then, lo and behold, three episodes into the new season, they kill, like, the main... You know, it's like he's like the heavy, kind of, right? Oh, yeah. Logan Roy, he's the heavy of the series. Well, fuck yeah, Brian Cox. I'd say he sold the series, definitely. Yeah. He was the Tony Soprano. Yeah, kind of. Oh, it's funny. I always thought, uh, what's his name? Was kind of Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, I feel, he feels like our P, not our POV character, but our main character that we follow. Yeah, you definitely follow Kendall more. I would say power structure wise, though. Yes, and on screen presence wise, it would kind of be like I'd if say you'd followed AJ if AJ was the main character. <laughs> yeah, of Sopranos. Yeah. Like I feel just on screen <laughs> presence wise too. They're like the weight of them um, carried the same. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I would. Yeah, and he dies third episode in, and it's so good. Yeah, it's and such so, a shock. It's so weird. It's been so long since and it makes, released. It makes for such a better last season because then you you get like a funeral episode mm-hmm. that like feels really appropriate for a show that's closing it, out. Yeah, you it's know, a, it's a very realistic, thematic wise. It works so well. It's a very realistic death episode where it just comes out of nowhere. And throughout the whole episode, you're not even sure what's happening, if he's dead yeah. or alive, because it's happening on an airplane, and they're doing CPR on him throughout the whole thing, and you, yeah. like they keep having to give him oxygen. It's like, he's been without oxygen for 10 minutes, and they're like, well, is he dead? And they're like, they haven't declared him dead. No. You know? Yeah. So it's a really... Like false hope. It's a really good... Uh, really good episode, because the kids aren't with him, so most of it kind of takes over over phone. Just right. Tom with uh, Brian Cox. Um, yeah, really great and comes out of nowhere. Um, cause the episode starts with him too. Yeah. He's in the start of the episode about to take a flight somewhere and then you don't see him for the rest of the episode. They don't show his dead body or nothing. So it's right, yeah, really, yeah. it's really kind of just throws you off and it's a great representation of kind of like the confusion that happens during a, like a death. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's excellent. Yeah. And yeah, it was three episodes in. What'd you think of the series? Like the, the last season? So, so, yeah, that's three episodes in. So yeah. then the rest of the season, you kind of deal with the actual 
Succession, the actual namesake of the show, and uh, I really dug it. I thought the last season was great. At the start, too, you had fun episodes that I forgot about, like um, Kendall does a keynote. That was a really fun episode. I liked where everyone's stories went. Um, I wasn't expecting one of the main kids to get it. I thought that would have been too hopeful. I thought Greg was maybe going to come out on top. And Greg made pretty good. Did great. Greg made pretty good, yeah. He's pretty high up there, and he's like on the fast track to being like the higher up. But I thought it was to being great. like one of those old, useless CEOs in the end that don't really do anything, but are just hold such a big high position. You know? Yes, yes. Absolutely. That's where Greg's gonna go. You know? Yes. What do you think? I mean, I I really I loved liked it. it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought the last season series as a whole was so good. It's so funny in my mind because of how we watched Succession. We just burned through the first. Was it four seasons or five seasons long? Four seasons. We burned through the first three. The first three seasons were already out when we started watching it. Yes. So we burned through no. seasons one through three. I believe the third season was airing when we okay. started watching yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And so, first three seasons just feel like one season to me, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like I can't really tell you what happened in season one, two, and three as a like as opposed to just what happened in them as a whole. Right. I remember season three took place in Italy. Or not Italy, Mexico. Someplace tropical. Right. It was when Sonny and Kendall was bald. Yeah. And I know season one ended at the wedding. Oh, was the wedding? Like, that the- was the wedding, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it ended one or two episodes after that. Right. Yes, 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 yes. But yeah, it's a blur. It's kind of a blur. Yeah. For sure. And then, uh, so in my mind, seasons one to three, and then season four. Because that's the only one I really viewed, or I, when I watched it, I watched it as, like, its own thing. Yeah, totally. But I thought it was a series. It was amazing. I thought the last season was so good. I thought it's a kind of as good of an example of closing a uh, series out as any other. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really like, it's the up ending. there with, like, the Breaking Bad ending, I think, and that are too amazing. The um, uh, behind the, the scenes ending. was really nice too because the creator kind of talked about what he thought the characters would do after that. Yeah, and where he, he kind of gave of, him like a ep- epilogue? Yeah, epilogue? a little bit. Yeah, he gave him a little coda. He gave him a little note at the end because um, he was talking about the ending and how he thought it was an appropriate end to the show. It's not an end to the characters but an end to the show specifically. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was a nice way to wrap it up was watching that behind the scenes and hearing him say that kind of a thing and saying what he thinks the characters would continue on to do. Yes, yeah, exactly. Where they're going to go. Yeah, which I already kind of... It's exactly what you'd expect. But it's just yeah, nice to hear that like confirmation. You doesn't blow your balls off with no. like a thing that makes zero sense. Yeah, exactly. There's no twist. It's, it's exactly what you'd expect they'd do. Yeah. But it's just nice to have that confirmation by the creator. Yeah, dude. That closure kind of... And the dude... that. I see him already like, I'm so bad with the actors. I used to be really good at this. I used to be able to recall actors' names and band names and everyone that was in the band. Did we just fill our minds up? I, I, I think I might have like drank some of that memory away, you know, like killed enough Definitely brain cells. Definitely some of that. But I like, mean, have we just filled our minds up? Maybe. Or maybe, you know what, part of it is just like, I feel way late. I try way less now. I'm way lazier in my old... The older I get, by far the lazier I get. I remember I used to be like, I wouldn't leave the house unless I was in a three-piece suit. Right. Yeah. Now, 
I definitely am taking the trash out. You're getting like wife beater and shorts. You don't need. You don't need. I just don't care. I don't care what people think of me. You don't need to know. I'm too bitter and tired. You don't need to know an obscure actor's name to try to get laid by a cool chick. Yes, exactly. I remember. I remember. I I read like Naked Lunch in the park, like publicly. Publicly, oh, great. just sitting at a fucking <laughs> picnic table with naked lunch in my fucking three piece suit, being like, "That rock, pretty fucking smart, That's actually." Sweet. <laughs> you were sweet, just really holding the cover up high, like not obstructing anything. So really it's pulling on a cigarette yeah, hard, <laughs> like a real jerk off. I don't remember any of that. I don't. That make that That's book awesome. makes no sense to me. But I really try. I would force myself to read it. And this happens with books that, like... I think I think a lot of people, Naked Lunch is still confusing. So I don't think that's just you. You're a smart guy. I think Naked Lunch is a confusing book just, like, yeah, by like itself, like, too. Like, I read, like, high... I remember the last book I remember enjoying reading was, like, High Fidelity. High Fidelity. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because I can actually follow that. Right. And I can still remember differences between the book and the movie and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think that's a confusing book on anyone's level. Yeah. I think that's part but of maybe, just, maybe the appeal. But just pretending like I completely got it. Reading <laughs> 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 in the park. That's great. Yeah, exactly. Just, just all, oh, all one hundred percent. Or I'd sit outside the art gallery and read, <laughs> read it. Sit there on the lawn, just kind of stretched out, <sighs> book it out. I'm like, no big deal. I'm just a early twenties male reading Naked Lunch. How do you get on that? Oh, remember in actors' names. Yeah. Yes. I was gonna say, just who, trying. Who plays Kendall again? <laughs> Jeremy Strong, oh, dude, he's so good. he was like as far uh, he's as good an actor, like although. Culkin was so good in it too. Last season, they're Culkin, all great. Yeah. They're all amazing. I feel like Culkin last season really killed it. When you think about it, actually, every single actor was amazing. Like there, there wasn't a weak actor in the cast at all. No, really Skarsgård was incredible. Yeah, he was really funny that last season. Yeah, yeah. playing that weird fucking Swedish tech C. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He nailed um, it. Last season, Culkin had a lot of moments to shine. Last season. I yeah. feel like they just gave him a lot of moments to really show that off. Yeah, yeah. Whereas previous seasons, like this season, Kendall was kind of, he was in good spirits and he was just kind of moving forward. Kind of killing it. They really did a good job of making you believe he would take over the company, yeah. which I liked. Yes. They really, I was Spoilers, like, by the way. Spoilers. I already, we spoiled it before. They legitimately fooled me. You said you knew there was another, at the, spoiler for the end of Succession. Uh, you said you knew that there was going to be a shoe drop at the end. You knew it wasn't going to go smoothly. I thought it was going to be Greg or someone. Okay, so then there you go. I legitimately like, was I thought like, there's going to be some sort of poetry to it. Mm-hmm. Dramatic, turgically speaking. I last that last episode, I bought a hook, line, sinker. I'm like, Kendall's in, dude. I was hoping for he Kendall. He can't not be in. Kendall's got this. I was hoping for Kendall. And it was like, you, they really made you, when the siblings all got together, like, I guess it's going to be Kendall. Yeah. And then he comes in so smug. He walks in so smug yeah. to the fucking board meeting. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't bring up any he doesn't bring up the fact that this company's faking their numbers or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no. He yeah. just cocks your oh and then yeah, that sets Shiv off and oh it's great. Yeah. It's really good. They're last. saying in the it might be in the podcast because I listen. I, I got enough into it that I started listening to the HBO. They podcast. had like uh, what they did for Chernobyl, right? Like an accompanying. Yeah, I think podcast. they do that with all their shows. Now, okay, which kind of makes them all feel really. All the HBO podcasts feel really fucking stale because of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because it's just like, like a like a corporate mandated podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's what made the Breaking Bad one so good. Right. Is that it was just the Breaking Bad editor got really into podcasts and before podcasts were popular. And it was they were just like, let's do a podcast about each episode, like a little behind the scenes. Little companion. Yeah, and it was like wasn't for money. It was it was literally before it was like around when Smodcast. It was like when Breaking Bad started. Yeah, like, that, that would have been like Smodcast big time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before podcasting was really a thing, so I think that's like why the Breaking Bad podcast is still hailed as like first was it TV good? show. It was really good. Yeah, it was entertaining. Because you had like for the first for the entirety of Breaking Bad, you had like Vince Gilligan on every episode. Right. Yeah. So it was like the showrunner, and he like had a lot of insight on. The, how things like just and, breaking stuff down. Yeah, and Vince Gilligan's yeah, like is really the cool. opposite of Brendan Schaub. He's pure humbleness to right. the point where you're like, "There's no way he actually thinks this way." It almost <laughs> right. comes off as fake humbleness because he's just like, every time he's like, "Oh, that that line was so good." I don't know who wrote in the writers' room, but it definitely <laughs> wasn't me. It was one of our genius writers. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? He's just constantly throwing props to everybody. Definitely like, hey, whatever you guys think, that's correct. However you interpret the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's uh, like, I hear some interpretations that are pretty fucking stupid. Those guys are wrong. There's one uh, <laughs> on, um, that reminds me, uh, when I was got into Twin, when we were watching Twin Peaks and I got into just YouTube videos, YouTube theories about Twin Peaks as a series. One of the theories that that guy you turned me on to had a really good YouTube channel. Corn Pine Flicks? Yeah. One of the things, theories he covered was that you're supposed to play the last two episodes at the same time together. Right. And he's like, and David Lynch, I guess, out and out said in an interview, like, no. No, you're not. That's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> it's just funny because he doesn't say fuck all. Well, I was going to say, like, what Cornbine guy said, too. He's like, David Lynch is like the king of, like, it needs whatever you want it to be. And yeah. then he even came and was like, no. <laughs> no, that's not what it means. Yeah. Um. But uh, fuck, going way back, I was listening to I was listening to the Succession podcast, and Shiv was I think Shiv was on the episode, or someone was on, and they're talking about the moment for them when Shiv decided she wasn't going to vote Kendall in, mm-hmm. and it was when uh, he needed to like look something up on the computer, and so he goes to sit in Logan Roy's desk, and he's like, "Is this okay?" And like, yeah, and when he sits in his desk, and he kind of like spins around in it like a kid and he kind of has like this playful attitude yeah because then uh stewie comes in yeah yeah his yeah. friend stewie comes in yeah yeah and that's when shiv decided that she didn't want it she can't right that's where like if it was in her mind if it was logan he'd sit there with like purpose and uh and his fucking very much touching on the righteous gemstone themes of they're all still kids yeah yeah absolutely and uh that's funny. Both of those are kind of very much kids. like these guys are stuck in arrest development. What wasn't there another show we were just watching before Succession that like, similar kind of themes? Uh, Righteous Gemstones, but Gemstones for sure. Gemstones is definitely that. That's the main theme this season. Yeah, it's like taking over the throne. Yeah, is that they're all kind of in arrest of them and they can't, they're not serious people, as Logan Roy would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there might have been another one, too. We watched so much fucking TV. I love We went on a Big Matt Berry kick. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, Toast to London. I love, uh, um, Culkin's line at the very end. 
when uh, Kendall's like looking at him, like I can't oh. believe we just lost. And he's like, yeah, we're bullshit, okay? Mm. Like we're just rich, spoiled brats, right? What the fuck did you expect? Right. We're not like industry titans like we'd like to fancy ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but the way Kendall acts out that uh, that meltdown at the very end. Oh, it's so embarrassing. So awesome. He's so good. It's like if he doesn't get it, he's got to get an so Emmy awesome. for that, right? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like I think it might go I to Culkin. Because like- I feel like for that moment, Culkin had two moments. Yeah, the for yeah, every one the moment, cliff. yeah, he had Culkin had a couple moments. He had the funeral scene too. He mm-hmm. had a few really great scenes. He had uh, the the cliff moment, the cliff moment. He had the other breakdown when he saw Jerry yeah. in the final episode. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. had so much little subtle moments. Uh, that were so after good. the funeral when he goes to like the protest and he starts freaking out there. Yeah, I feel like this last season he really got to shine. Yeah, he really was this season. But that last scene. Acted by uh, uh, fucking Kendall was yeah that was awesome that was such a little bratty it was so good it was a perfect little bratty freakout yeah I'm the eldest boy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we like ignoring Connor it was hilarious um, great show. I, like literally as like like a childish like I think if I don't get this I just I might die yeah you know like yeah. it's such a a kid thing to say yeah. It was a really good show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Same with Toast. We watched Toast of London with Matt Berry. So fucking hysterical. That's like the perfect example of like a really good version of British obscure. Not obscure. Obscure I'm looking for. Hmm. When things are just kind of like random and weird. Oh, um. I don't know. Absurd. Oh, yeah. Okay. Perfect, Perfect example of like British absurd comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Really good really fucking out there really funny it was great like the first episode they have uh it's about an actor and out like kind of like a washed up actor named Stephen toast and just his exploits in london in the theater scene yeah he has he's living with a roommate he's got a roommate yeah and the first episode the roommate has a friend stay over and it's this like african lady who got bad plastic <laughs> surgery and they made it look like bruce phalanche <laughs> yeah this old british uh tv host and it's just so it's just just an old white English guy, but he's got a black hand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, they use makeup to like, he looks like, uh, he looks like someone from, what was that, what was that TV show with like, it's an easy way to bake a pretty cake. Lazy Town. Oh, oh Lazy He looks like someone with Lazy Town or someone with that big. They give him a big, weird chin. Big, weird chin, and you can see his eyes underneath layers of, like, like rubber. Rubber. And it's very disturbing. I hate that kind of makeup on people. Yeah. It's a very uncanny valley. Yes, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it, too. Um, fuck, it was just so good. It was just so absurd. It was like, as because we were just coming off of what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Missing that. Missing having that kick that Matt, Matt Barry is by far, in my opinion, far and away the funniest thing in what we do with the shadows. And, fucking and to have like actor. a whole series that's just him was so fucking awesome. It was awesome, yeah. And then they did a little follow-up season that happened like last year or the year before at Toast yeah. of Tinseltown. Yeah, where it goes to Hollywood. Yeah, that was also fucking hysterical. So good. I love like just small little running bits about how it's just always hot in LA yeah. and just constantly pounding waters. Yeah. yeah Fred Armisen was bits. fucking hilarious. He keeps seeing Jim Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Yeah, William, they gave it a real dark ending too. 
Yeah, yeah, it ends with him getting shot. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> about it. to get shot. Uh, yeah, holy shit, we popped through a lot of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I'm not going to say who, but I had a couple of friends. We were partying and I passed out. And they stayed up all, like, all night, probably like five to six hours after I passed out doing blow and they're playing the same level of super meat boy oh really over and over again they never be it was one it was like the last level it's like the hardest one of the hardest levels Mm -hmm. and they just played that one level for six hours passing the controller back and forth cool friends i was gonna i was gonna say doesn't that sound like hell a little bit like a twilight zone episode yeah, you're playing sounds... the same. It's like a thirty set. It's like how long? How long is a run of a Super Meat Boy level? It's got to be like, it can't even be thirty seconds, really. Yeah, hard levels take a while, though. You I will guess. spend like fifteen, twenty. Tell though, tell. Just like the same level for six hours, not getting it. Yeah, that sounds like hell. That feels like, and then at the end, it's gonna back up, and they're just being monitored by fucking doctors in a room or something. Were like, they at their home, or was this at a different place? Was that a different place? So that they weren't at their home. Yeah, that sounds hell. I'm getting a hangover. <laughs> I'm getting a hangover thinking about being somewhere else. Six in the morning. You're high, hitting and, Super Meat Boy, and you're over playing and over Super again. Meat Boy, and it's quiet, and the sun's coming up. Oh, and just trying to get that one level. Oh, and you're going to have to take a shit in the morning, and it's just gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that does sound like a hell. That does sound like a Right? It sounds like, like purgatory or something. Yeah. Like, and you don't even know it? You just a night that never ends? That sounds really bad. I remember uh, speaking and taking shit today, or yesterday. We had a crazy weekend. It was just a lot of, like... We had a show on Sunday, so we're preparing both Friday and Saturday, and there was just a lot of partying in between, a lot of irresponsible behavior. A lot of hair, the dog. Yeah, especially on my part. Like, I partied really hard Saturday. Well, you also had to, I feel like you worked the day before all of it, too. too. Like, early, too. Yeah, I had to get up at 8 in the morning on Saturday. So even before all of that, you came home dog-tired. Yeah. Before all the jamming and the Yeah, like, and I was up till, we were jamming and stuff. I didn't go to bed till like four in the morning on Friday, and then I woke up at eight. And so I woke up at Gross. eight, got to work, worked, and then right after work went right to jamming and at, just trying oh, to keep yeah. up with the hang, like just so I didn't fall asleep. Sometimes this is bad, but I'll use booze as like an adrenaline shot. If I yeah. if I take a couple shots, I like my energy goes up a little bit. Yeah, and like, I don't notice it if I'm exhausted or not. I think people can like let's get the party started. Yeah, let's go. exactly. Like I need to get. My blood thinned out and my brain going. <laughs> and so we went to uh, the DC Music Festival. It was two nights of Saturday and Sunday. So we, after the jam, we went to there. That's the one in the Kin Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a beer garden. So we're just hanging on the beer garden. Was there a beer garden down there? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. No way. Yeah, yeah. Well, was there a lot of people there? Beer gardens was fucking, yeah. Alexa was there. I got to hang out with Alexa for a bit. Had a bunch of people. I didn't know that a whole beer garden down there, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it was in the beer gardens most of the night, and then, uh, and then around 10, 11, 
we all went up. Everyone went up to Aaron's. I got uh-huh. there before. It was like just me, Danny, and Aaron when I got there. Danny. But, but I was like, at that point, I couldn't drink through my tiredness, and I just fell asleep on Aaron's couch. <laughs> and apparently, they had an amazing. I just kept. I'd wake up <laughs> periodically. I'd wake up and I'd open my eyes, be like, oh shit, there's like three. I'm like, oh shit, Sam's here. Hey, yeah. Sam. And maybe like, and are you like, I'll get up in five minutes? Or you, you kind of think like. Oh, I should get up and hang out, and then I would just close my Before eyes. Before you know it, I yeah. close my eyes and then I open. I'm like, "Oh, holy shit, Curtis and Kiefer, hey guys, <laughs> holy shit, more people! Oh God, I got it. You know, it's almost like a, you open your eyes, like, oh, it looks like everyone's having a lot of fun. Fuck, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. close your eyes again. You're like, I'll get right up, and then you, yeah, the fucking you're heavy kinda like, eyelids. You kind of having like uh, eyes. a live FOMO. Yeah. You, you, you're seeing what you're missing out and then you're out and then you open it and it's even funner looking and close your eyes yeah. it's even funner looking I feel looking. like I've had that once definitely apparently there was an Australian guy there with a lobster claw at one point what? he had a deformed hand he had like the lobster oh, claw deformed no way <laughs> yeah, dude. holy shit you missed out on the lobster man <laughs> I missed out on lobster man oh that sucks uh, I've slept through lobster man oh that sucks you could have fucking relate to him your favorite part of American Horror Story <laughs> yeah. the lobster Boys saying, Look at these knockers. Oh, oh, dude, I the next morning when I heard about Lobster Guy, I definitely I was like, Do you think he's ever done this? And I did, and I did that to him. Oh, I missed it. Do you think he's ever done that? Did you ask him? <laughs> Look at these things. Look at these knockers. They're huge. Um, for people that know American Horror Story. Uh, the circus season, there's a guy with lobster claws, and at one uh, point he's having sex with the fat bearded lady, and his girlfriend <laughs> catches him, and he just goes, look at these knockers, and he grabs her titty with his lobster claw, and he goes, they're huge, and he jiggles her tit. <laughs> the kid, uh, American Horror Story kid who played Silver. He played uh, the the John Wayne Gacy, right? No. Oh, no. Jeffrey Dahmer. He played Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably his most famous thing at this point, right? gotta be i think he was in that actor's round table or short round now i think about it oh is he no maybe not though because would you be interested TV. in watching that sometime yeah yeah i wouldn't hate to watch it yeah be like a creepy show um nice rainy day i mean are you talking about american horror story or the dahmer one dahmer yeah i watched i'd watch dahmer uh i'm very curious because big j watched it and he talked about it in the bonfire and he's just like if i learned anything if you were gay in the 70s the cops just didn't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like because people he's like it wasn't like Dahmer was actually that much of a genius there was a ton of people who complained about him and called the cops on him but then they would go to his apartment and be like what's that smell and it'd be like rotting people like gay stuff and they're like oh jesus yeah. christ okay whatever <laughs> like just leave yeah yeah there's, there's way too much hype around it when it came out and then you had a bunch of people jumping on board with Dahmer, and it bothered me because Dahmer was always the most interesting serial killer to me before so i was like trying to gatekeep it yeah he yeah. was always the most sympathetic to me before so then you have a bunch of people dumping on board, so I was like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck, fuck it and fuck Dahmer. <laughs> fuck Dahmer. Which is probably the right instinct, <laughs> ultimately, but... Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, what was I talking about, though? Uh... Burkett. Oh, yeah, oh no, Lobster yeah. Man. No, at the party, yeah. I missed Lobster Man. Yeah, That's fuck, a- that sucks. And, uh... I woke up so hungover, and it was one of those hangovers that were so extreme. It was like, all I wanted to do was call a cab and just lay in my bed for a while. Yeah. And I just couldn't even bring up enough 
gumption to call a cab, you oh, know? No, yeah. Because I'm like, I got to sit out. Oh, another thing. So I, here's the thing. I wear, uh, I got like a sleeveless jean vest I've been wearing. Black right. denim vest. Now, I like wearing like long sleeved t-shirts with it. But the thing is, I hate the way sleeves hang off of my off of my body. Like if it's a properly fitting t-shirt, it's too loose, right? Yeah, yeah. So what I do, my... Like, board, we, ta- like we talked about it, uh, AJ sleeves. Yeah, like 90s. I hate those 90s <laughs> sleeves that go down to your elbow and they're so baggy. That's yeah, so a fucking terrible awful. t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. So my move is I'll buy like cheap long sleeve shirts at the Salvation Army in like size medium. Way too small for me. But the sleeves hold tight on my arm perfectly. Like it's just so snug looking. I like the fit of it, but I have to wear the jean vest over it because if not, what you would see is just like a tummy shirt. Like it goes above my gut. And then I usually have like a... a, Not right above it. It goes like right here. They usually hang right... No. Yeah, but you don't see that because the jean vest is covering it. No, I've seen it. It just had like a bit of your bottom gut hanging out. You're pointing. You're pointing right below your tits. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way you're wearing. Well, I have to be with the party because in my sleep, I'm just like, get this vest off of me, and I tore it off. Right. Okay. Yes. And so I'm just in my little tummy shirt, my fat gut hanging out. Aaron said, in the middle of my sleep, the party, I was digging in my belly button. Oh, <laughs> come on. Just a fucking, just a fat loser, dude. Oh, give me. A no break. one's gonna want anyone at that party. Would never fuck me again if they saw that. Just. Oh. Laying on my side too, which like it just like my gut just like flattened. You know what I mean? All the like, gut's the worst, yeah, because all gravity is just spreading it out as wide as it can go. Yeah, when you lay on your side, it's it, cr- it's the other way. Do you ever up. like measure yourself by putting your two hands? Yeah, 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 on your back and yeah, on your gut, and just yeah. see how wide you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you lay on your side, it's crazy how wide it gets. Yeah, yeah. Or like when you sit down, my thing is like. I'll like pull up a chair to the table so it'll touch my gut and the okay. chair go back and I'll slide out. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, That's okay. how wide you have sitting now. How much space there is. <laughs> or like you ever look at a mirror? Like somebody look at a mirror and I'll just go ha- I'll mark yes. halfway with my hands. And I'd be like, man, I would love to be half of me. Like just like Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm fat enough to wear I can e- reasonably make two skinny like people. You look where you'd cut off your gut. Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Um, so I was just pa- just sleeping, gut out all night, which is honestly not the most embarrassing night I've ever had. So <laughs> fuck him, man. Yeah, fucking that guy had a weird fucking claw He's a hand. Claw, yeah, dude. what a freak. <laughs> and that guy. <laughs> I guess Maggie really didn't like him. Lobster guy. <laughs> And Lauren's like, I don't know. The fact that Megan like him made me not trust him. I was like scared. Like, what if he kills everyone? That one lobster. The, there's that one serial killer with lobster claw hands. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a serial killer. I think that guy on American Horror Story was actually based off him. Oh, fuck. He had like a terrible life and he actually killed people. He had two lobster hands from Boston. So it's not unheard of. And then we're talking, I was like, oh, man. Because she's like, what if he kills it? What if I go to bed and kills everyone at the party? And I was like, oh, man, I'd, I would have been the easiest first victim ever. <laughs> I would have been the easiest kill. Like, we were joking. I'm just laying there, and he just crushes my throat with his lobster claw. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get Lauren, because... Uh, See, I feel like, just twist on the story, I feel like you'd be easily the survivor i feel like he think he had 
choke you, but you just have sleep apnea, and he <laughs> thinks you're dead. And then as you're walking out, you'd <laughs> wake up, and he would be scared, and he'd slip on something and bash his head on a table and die. Or he kill. He thinks I'm dead, leaves. And I wake up and everyone's dead. I'm like, what did I do last night? <laughs> everyone's dead. I'm like, oh no. I have no idea that it's an Australian guy with a lobster claw. What Dude, are the chances? I had no idea that guy was there. <laughs> um, I had no idea that guy existed. I tried to get uh, Lauren. Because was... there's this whole Matt Healy interview where he uh, was on the Adam Freeland show. And he's really funny. And really interesting. So I've just been trying so desperately hard to get into the 1975's music, and I can't. It's not good. Right? Okay, that's where it's he's just, from. Yeah, I just don't like their music. Mm-hmm. Really, it sounds like like commercial music you hear in a commercial in the 80s for like an adult contemporary product, like a fancy shampoo or something. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's not great. But they have this stage show. Like, there's like a concert. Of like I think it was this year of live in Madison Square Garden, and it's like the Billy coolest. Place. It was the coolest stage setup I've ever seen in my life. It was like I was like one of those things where I was like, "Fuck, this isn't." I was like inspired by the stage setup, right? And how the vibe and the atmosphere. It's like like build. It's like I don't. I, I want to show you. I don't want to describe it to you because it's like I'm just not going to do it justice. Mm-hmm. Um. And the way they open the show is so fucking cool. And it's just like, because how many, I don't know how many, like how many concerts you see where it's just like the band and a bunch of giant screens behind them. Right. Maybe some lights that move. Right. And that's the show. I feel like that's 99.9% of big shows. Right. And this is not that. Like okay. Bob Dylan thing kind of nails it too, where he just, there's no, when I saw Bob Dylan, there was no giant screens or anything. It was just like right. this cool set. Mm-hmm. That he put together, like, and that's I love. I'm getting more and more into that, and, and like, it's like that. It's different. It's different. I got. I'm going to show it to you because it is just fucking cool. And right. even like the singers' mannerisms and shit are cool. The music's just horrible. And I tried drunk trying to show Lauren, and she's like, "Yeah, but the music sucks." I'm like, "I know, but the thing." And she's like, "Yeah, but I just I can't even get in the thing because the music's that bad." I'm like, "Yeah," and then mm-hmm. I just passed out again. Right, but. uh yeah, and then the next day was the gig. Like when I woke up hungover and I couldn't call a cab. Yes, I had to play a gig ten you hours from then. <laughs> came in in the morning, hurling your we, fucking. Guts we had out. to go on at. We went on. At, ended up going on early, so we ended up going on at six p.m. When I woke up and couldn't call a cab, that was six in the morning. Okay, so, and it was smoky too. Yeah, that it was, was gross. gross. Yeah, yeah, because the wildfire smoke just doesn't leave Dawson. But yeah, um, BC wildfires. Finally got a cab, got home, slept, and then I was fine. Like I woke up and I was a little nauseous and a little bit of headache. I wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but it was still just like when you have a hangover like that, you never truly feel energized. Yeah, especially yeah, you're always... hyped enough to play a show, and we had to go go on. Yeah, it's a fight. So then I got on, and then once I got, once we moved our gear and stuff, and we got on, it's fine. Yeah, the adrenaline always the, takes does. over, and it helps, and it's like, okay, and we, I, I feel like we did a good show, and uh, excellent, good turnout. Yeah, but it was just by the end of the show, and then packing the gear back and stuff, <sighs> I was so ready to be done with the day, right? You, you know, like I was just so tired, and then before. 
Daryl's giving me a ride home. I just finished unpacking gear. And I was like, can you uh, can we stop by No Frills, a grocery store in our town? He's like, yeah, of course. And so we stop by No Frills, and I grab some stuff, and I'm in the middle of No Frills. And my stomach drops, and out of nowhere, <laughs> I can no. feel that I have to, I just have to take a monster shit. There's shit at the gates. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like my body was completely holding it back. And like, my body knew I had a show. So I was just holding anything back. The adrenaline was keeping it up and everything. Yeah, and then somewhere in the middle of no frills, I'm like, ah, oh, everything works out and drops. And I'm like, Bruh. fuck. And I'm like, all right. So we rush and we get everything. And I'm in the car. And, and Daryl Daryl drives me. I'm like, we're making conversation, but I'm just trying to wrap the conversation up. Not that he's keeping me, but I'm just like, I got to I gotta go take a shit. Yeah, you're doing that thing where it's just uncomfortable to talk. It's uncomfortable to do anything. Yes. All your focus has to be on not shitting your yeah. pants. And Daryl's right at the front door, right? <laughs> so I get out. I grab my stuff. And then I just stand there. <laughs> at like right by where the road meets the gate or whatever. Like right a foot in front of Daryl's car. Yeah. And Daryl, Dar- I haven't talked to Daryl since, but Daryl waited there for a while because I just stood there because <laughs> in that moment, <laughs> like, did he already say goodbye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said goodbye, closed so the door, he, so he just stood there not looking at him. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't turn around. <laughs> I stood there, I was like looking up at the building. <laughs> Daryl, do you have dementia? <laughs> broken <laughs> I just couldn't because if I moved a centimeter I would have exploded a giant shit in my pants <laughs> like it was like it was I was just standing there clenching my butt cheeks together so hard just just with everything I got I was whole, like clenching my ass cheeks and it was like my guts were hurting like the cramping so bad I was just looking up I was so scared like one of our neighbors was gonna come out again and be like are you alright cause I couldn't even like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like Brayden are you okay Brayden yeah, yeah. And, and then after a while like I probably stood there for like 30 seconds and Daryl was there and I was like, that's I so hope he's just on the phone. He's not looking so at me. That's so fucking funny that you guys, you're just standing in front of his truck looking the opposite way like, <laughs> okay, bye now, Daryl. <laughs> Don't you have to leave? <laughs> just standing there. And then eventually, I think after like 45 seconds, he pulls away. And he just goes, and I'm still standing there for another, probably another 45 seconds. And then it finally goes away enough that I can move. <laughs> And I'm like, just like, I'm in the key, just trying to, my key's kind of janky, so I'm just wiggling it, dude. Like, my life depends on it. Ace Ventura. Yeah, like Ace Ventura. I'm like, like, oh, dude. And then I get to this door, I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to, I'm like, trying to open it and knock on the doors, trying to get in. You come inside, I'm like, watching TV, like, eating popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Harry in the head. Yeah, I'm watching old Johnny Carson. And then I get in, and I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, I think I my boots asleep. were in the kitchen all night because I literally just walked, dropped everything, walked directly to the bathroom. Oh, you mean in the bathroom? They were yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, and yes. I just took everything off, and I just left my boots in the bathroom <laughs> and proceeded to have a goddamn nasty bomb, dude. It was yeah. so bad. Uh, it I was heard just you throwing booze. up that morning. It was booze and shitty food and, like, Wendy's, <laughs> you know? Oh, like, 
Yeah, I had a bad puke that morning too. It was yeah, and then after that, like I basically just made dinner and went to bed. I was spent, dude. Yeah. Well, that's the night we watched Righteous Gemstones and uh, finished Vice Principles. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I had a couple episodes and it was good. It was good. Uh, fucking oh, I I saw a news story that was crazy. Remember, I've been talked about before how I'd find those videos on YouTube of like baby monkeys. Like getting hurt or something, yes, and the comments yes. would be like, "Good for these little tree rats, crazy thing." <laughs> and there was a news story that BBC did an investigation or investigated something and found that this was like a worldwide racket of like snuff movies where people would sell people baby monkeys and then they'd kill them on camera for like money that's or just like abuse the them and torture fucking, them for money. That's insane. How awful is that's that? That's the most awful thing ever. That's How crazy. Awful is that's that? That's devastating. And, but remember I was saying like something's off here. There's so much people being like in the comments saying the same thing like these hate groups. Well, it turns out it's like a thing. It's like a worldwide trend to watch like baby monkeys like like, people hate baby monkeys? There's Get like a, fucked up. a select group out there who just hate baby monkeys? Yeah, yeah, something about seeing them get, like, beat up. Because the videos weren't even them all getting violently hurt, I remember. It'd be, like, them getting sick, too. Mm. Or stuff like that, you know? It'd just be like... Monkeys are my favorite animal. Monkeys are number one. <coughs> monkeys are gorillas. <coughs> it's funny, because I, I almost count them the same. For some reason, in my mind, a spider monkey and gorilla are the same animal. Even though they're not, no, I'd rather put up with a gorilla than a monkey. Some see you see some monkeys. No, I go small monkeys. I love really. I love Georgie, dude. George, whatever kind of monkey Georgie was. But you see some that are like pulling on cats' tails, and they're like real assholes. Yeah, fuck it. I blame the whole crop for one. (laughs) (laughs) One bad seed. I blame the whole crop. Daryl's Daryl's got the friendliest dog. It was like a big. Is it a pit bull? Odin? Yeah. He's Maize Rod? I don't know what he is. I don't so, think... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. He's just like a big dog, but um, but he's so nice and he loves me. But there's always a thing whenever I spend the night in the back of my head, I'm like, what if the night he snaps <laughs> yeah. and he fucking kills me in my sleep? Right? This is the one time. It's like yeah. when you're about to go on a roller coaster flying and it's like, yeah, of course it's safe most of the time, but this is going to be the one time yeah. that it fucks up. Yeah, yeah, 100%. This yeah. Is going, I'm going to have those bad odds. Dude, Georgie? I mean, that was... The reason I stayed on TikTok for so long. Hopefully, Georgie was getting treated good. Hopefully, oh, I think so. Hopefully, behind the scenes, he wasn't making. Yeah, it was uh, a slave. Because some of the well, some of the videos too were like monkeys getting just like getting yelled at, like being bratty monkeys, and then the owner would just like kind of scorn Scored them, them and point at them, and then they would get scared. Well, and then comments would be like, "Oh, I love seeing that little fucking <laughs> tree rat scared." Hundreds the of fuck? them. Hundreds of comments. What kind of monsters are these, dude? There's a lot I, I'm, of them. I'm going to go out there on a limb and say everyone who has that opinion is also probably a pedophile. They just have no soul. Yeah. And they just have no empathy for anyone but themselves. That's I, crazy. In the article, they talked to a guy who was part of it. He was like an ex-Hells Angels member. And he's like, it was like drug, was it was like drug running, where it's like, you like, yeah, you sell these guys a monkey or they'll be like, they'll send you like five grand to be like... We'll get a monkey? Like, yeah, beat this monkey up. Film it. Film what the this, Film fuck? you beating up this baby monkey. I mean, it's a baby monkey just and so said, close in my mind to a baby kid in a weird way. Just like, like the anatomy and stuff and like, like innocent. that. And like innocent. Yeah, and innocent. How yeah, can like, you get more innocent than like a creature that hasn't been developed? I can't do it, dude. Oh, I can't even. It's, it's it bums up. me out to think about it. It's just the same with cats. I can't see people fuck with cats or like small animals like that. It's just fucking... Yeah, 
I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's fucked it. up. So, yeah, it's like a worldwide cabal. I well, got that in sucks. on it. Speaking of worldwide cabals, we just recently... Apparently, it's like a big movie. We just recently caught on to... Is it The Taste of Freedom? Oh, I don't think it's that big of a movie. I think they're playing it off like a big movie. What I think it? we might be the only people who know about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like the power, the song of freedom, the talk. But it's of like freedom. apparently wide, really. Like it's playing Grand Prairie and shit. Like okay, uh, like it's got a wider release theater wise, I think, than the Machine movie. Wow, which is crazy because it feels like. Like uh, like a movie that was just funded by the church or something. Like it's, but even though you know what I mean, like something stinks to high heaven about it. What's it it's called? the it's the uh, so I don't know. So, uh, maybe search up yeah. search up Jim Caviezel. We saw this video with Mel Gibson, right? And it was like Mel Gibson on the title, and it was like the Taste of Freedom or something. We're like, what the hell? It's is not this? the Taste of right. It's something can't be the Taste of Freedom. <laughs> so I clicked on it, and it's Mel Gibson in like the lowest quality footage. Looks like he's about to like execute an Afghan in two thousand five. Like it's crazy, and he's like so proud to be part of this project to uh, produce this film or something or. Not even that. I don't even think it's that. I think he's just like, hey, go Maybe watch he's promoting this. promoting it? He was like, yeah, he's like, go Sound watch this Sound of Freedom. Film. Sound of Freedom. He's like, hey, go watch this movie coming out on theaters. Human trafficking is real. terrible, and it's real. And then Jim Caviezel, the guy in Frequency, and he played Jesus Christ and Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. It's him funding this movie. He's starring in it, definitely. Yeah. It's based, apparently, it's based off of, it's one of those things where it's like, Supposedly based off of a real guy and his real life exploits. Yeah. And like child trafficking. Yeah. Like taking down child trafficking rings, which is like, it's a compelling enough. It's a compelling enough story. But like the marketing is just so bizarre around this movie. The marketing is super bizarre. Yeah. It's like weird. Like feels like Christian videos. You're right. Like the videos and the interviews feel so Christian and like not high quality. Or like a movie produced by uh, Ben Shapiro's company. Yeah. It's like not high quality and it's so fishy. Yeah. And the whole time they're saying nothing about the movie, but just talking about child trafficking. And then they have, but they're talking like, if you go see this movie, we could probably stop child trafficking. Yeah. That's the weird part where you're like, and you're like, yeah. And it's, uh, they have this weird charity. Well, it's like the only charity. They don't mention any other charity besides yeah, this. This one thing, yeah, where... Donate money. Donate money. And does the <laughs> money go to, like, uh, help to fund things that stop child trafficking? No. What, what your donation goes to is you get to pay for someone who can't afford to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, to go you're see paying the movie, for a seat. You're paying for a seat in the which theater. Is, <laughs> which is just like, what? Right. You know what I mean? Like that, It kind of reminds me of how, like, the Passion of the Christ... It fucking blew the doors out the box off. A, because of the controversial, like, graphic yeah. violence. But also because churches were just going by bus droves. Yes. Churches were, like, sending flocks of people to go see it. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of... It, it, it's so... Because it's... What's weird about the marketing is they're like, this is the most important thing ever. The most important thing ever is to go see our movie. Yeah. <laughs> like not yeah. like uh, we need to st- like they're they're saying we need to stop it, but they're like you know how you stop it? Well, it all begins with awareness. Yeah, and how do you become aware? Go see our movie. This movie's really important, and then they just go on to not talk about anything about the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing about what the movie's even about. They just go on to talk about child trafficking. It looks kind of like, like general. It kind of looks too like like from the trailer. It kind of just looks like Taken Six. 
You know the sixth Taken movie? Yeah, it's it about looks, that tier. It looks like it looks like yeah, like a BBC drama you'd see about like human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It looks like on that level. And it's just you know, it honestly it looks a little more boring. It like looks we're talking about boring. like the round, the variety actors round table. Caviezel takes his importance as an actor to a different level. Oh He's my like, God. I'm going to act child trafficking out of existence. It's unreal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy, and it just has an air of something's wrong with it. Yeah. There's something bigger. Well, like, like when a dude gives you bad vibes and you don't know why? Yes. And you're like, I don't know. It's something weird. <laughs> yeah, like if I was a private detective, I'd just be looking into it for something. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. something going on. They're, they're trafficking humans and this movie is like, <laughs> like a, cover, or a cover for it. It's so weird. It's just, yeah, look it up. The Sound of Freedom. It's pretty look concerned. up a trailer. Is there? I don't even. There's a trailer. Is there just a one. play flat trailer, or is that the? Trailer I thought we where, did watch it just flat. Oh no, no, we did. I think Mel introduced that one. And apparently, because I was watching, I just got fascinated with it. I was listening to interviews with Caviezel and stuff, right? And good reviews actor. and stuff. And apparently, at the end of the movie. Caviezel does like a candid like look into the camera like <laughs> trial trafficking oh, no. people trial trafficking's real we gotta stop it. Oh, he does a little Ferris Bueller action. Yeah. What? What? You still here? Yeah. <laughs> Go stop child trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> what are Go you on. doing? Go. <laughs> Get out of here. The movie's over. <laughs> the movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> Go stop child trafficking. <laughs> boom boom boom. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> He's like has a little spike in his hair out of the shower. The wet spike. He's got the soap mohawk in yeah. the shower. <laughs> movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> That's crazy. That's also crazy. They gave you like, gave away the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. How bizarre? How, How bizarre? bizarre? Yeah. It's fu- it's. It's pretty insane. Um, How'd you like I saw something recently about it, how AMC had to clear up what they thought was conspiracy theories being spread by <laughs> by the filmmakers. Really? I have to look it up again. Of the right? Sound of Truth? Yeah. No shit, really. So there is Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Yeah. So there is fishy shit going on with it. Maybe. I don't know. Like, apparently... The one guy who's based off of... There's a bunch of things going on. Rumors swirling about him. About... Uh, was he CIA? No, they were like saying he's QAnon or something. Oh, really? He's like, connected to QAnon somehow. I don't know. I, I was going to say I'd never accuse the CIA of doing something as fucking filthy as that. <laughs> They're my friends. <laughs> Do you see the pride thing they put up? No. They put up, they put up a like a pride post. The CIA did. Uh huh. That's all. Really, <laughs> yeah. the CIA? Yeah, yeah. For what pride a month. weird or that fucking organization. So like, they're so interesting how they're trying to go woke too. Like, do you see the? Um, they did a like a woke thing about like a Latino girl applying for the CIA. No, it was really. really? Weird. Did she get the job? Yeah, it's all about. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to fucking butcher it, but uh, Adam from the show did a really funny parody of it where they just took the video and they did their own audio over it. Okay, yeah. And it was like, you know, it's weird. they're doing like an accent and they're like... Will they ever have funny. a next Bay of Pigs, something to bring them into light? Right? No shit. Well, I bet they hope. I, bet I feel like the Epstein thing kind of like... Yeah. He was like either working... He was kind of in conjunction with the CIA and the Mossad, right? Apparently. Yeah. They must be getting a little bored, CIA. I think more than ever, people are sort of starting to realize that the CIA was probably involved in child trafficking to right. some degree, or they're they're connected to it, which well, is just a, big a fucking thing. insane thing, you know? Right. 
Well, in the reasoning behind that would be for them to catch child traffickers by keeping it going, right? No, no. It's uh, the reasoning is they if they want to have someone in their pocket, like a politician or something, just give them a kid. Okay, and then they have that over them, so they have like control over policies and stuff like okay. that. Okay, or like people who run banks or people who run giant corporations, stuff like that. And it's like it's it's like purely immoral in the sense where it's like they'll just feed them a child. I heard it was for the greater good. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so they have that as like blackmail over them. Right. Uh, they don't have that in Argo. They don't cover that in Argo. No. Argo, fuck yourself. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, I had a hypothetical for you. Yeah. So. What were we on? Did we finish our last thought? How'd we get on to CIA? Sound of Freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's fishy. Okay. Would you rather... You have two options. You hear in your head every time someone talks shit about you. Oh. Like, it just pops up, like, if it's your friend or whoever. Anytime anyone talks shit about you at all. Yeah. It just... You hear it. And you know who it is. Or... It's a horrible thought. Anytime one of your parents is having sex... What? <sighs> Parents having sex, right? As, as I'm, I'm the same because I'm like yeah. as gross as that is. I feel like I probably just wouldn't have any friends, or I wouldn't have a social life if I could hear it every time that someone talks shit about me. I would just I would develop uncontrollably. I'd automatically just develop so much hate. Sounds like that sounds for like anyone. A, that sounds like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. That really sounds torturous. fucking twisted. That's fucking twisted, dude. Uh, yeah, that's fucked. No, I'd rather parents have sex. Because one day also, it's going to pass eventually. Yeah, that's true. And then, theoretically, the older <laughs> they get, the less sex they what have. What if someone picked that, though, and they just found out their dad's just a dog? <laughs> <laughs> their dad's just constantly fucking railing out chicks or like their dad secretly in the closet and you gotta have your dad oh, have secret yeah. gay and sex he's a gay dog he's cruising <laughs> he's cruising hard. Gonna creep that creep the night <laughs> walk the night yeah he's full on pacino and cruising you hear him be like officer i did nothing wrong then some big black voice be like i'm still gonna have to take you in <laughs> oh and you're like oh no <laughs> stop <laughs> Oh man, Stavi had the funniest joke. I'm not gonna because I don't want to just repeat other podcasts, but they had a. I'll tell you after a great AOC joke. Oh, okay. Um. Fuck yeah, just that was my big hypothetical. That was a good one. Yeah, that was gonna say. Are you? I are just you, would. Yeah, good to wrap up. I think that's fucking. All right, we're back, baby. We're back. We're going to be a lot more frequent. I was going to say, let's not say that, because we always say that and curse ourselves. We say it, and then it's like, all right, turns out instead of more frequent, we're going to take the longest break we've ever taken in like a year. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you guys fucking next year. We'll see you when we see you. Yeah. (laughs) Here you go.